0: what is going on badger fans welcome to another episode we have a, a commitment to talk about we have other news to talk about including what do we think of tyler wall coming back but first we're going to start with a trance the first domino has fallen the transfer portal has begun let's talk about it on today's uh, locked on badgers you are locked on badgers your daily podcast on the wisconsin badgers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what is going on everybody thank you for making lockdown badgers your first listen one of your first listens every single day i really really do appreciate everything that that we kind of built together as a badger community and we got justin on we got rajiv is back on which you you know means badgers winning a national title absolutely (laughs) going on final four runs why not it's believe with rajiv on today's locked on badgers Badgers winning a national
1: title. Oh, that's looping. absolutely
0: oh, let going me turn on. Let's <laughs> keep it going <laughs> underneath. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Um, Rajiv, Justin. So the first real domino for the Badgers. I mean, uh, obviously Jordan Davis left, but the domino coming in has fallen. Noah Reynolds, uh Wyoming transfer coming in. um, averaged 14.5 points per game last year. Two assists, two rebounds, two and a half turnovers. Shot 33% from three, 66% from free throw line. Also had some injury concerns, right? It was shut down with multiple concussions. Um, I tend to think that's kind of a fluke thing, but it's worth noting at least.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Thoughts on Noah Reynolds, guys. Um, first domino doesn't mean it's the last one. Me, me first?
1: Yeah, go after. for all it. Right, all
2: right,
0: I'll
1: go. <clears throat> um, I like him as a bench piece. I think he's a – his athletic, athletically reminds me a little bit of Chucky. He's probably a little bit bigger, longer. But similar athletically, he's not a guy who's super explosive, but he's pretty crafty around the rim. Um, I I question whether he'll be able to finish at the rim in the big. Um, we'll see with some time. I actually do think he's got a decent outside stroke. And you watch his highlights, and he's actually pretty – he has good rhythm on his jump shot. Free throws, we need to see an uptick. He's got to get that over 70%. But then again, Klesmet was a pretty good outside shooter, and he was around – it wasn't even 70%, so – as long as he hits him when we need when we need him, that's really all that matters. Um he's he adds value. Like we we now have a guy who we feel confident with as, as a sixth man, which is something we we lack this year. I think he can get us seven to eight points a game, which I think is is a nice piece to have on the bench for the badgers going into next year.
2: So I like him. I think he improves our athleticism overall. Um, we, we've we talked about depth ex- extensively this year and how we really didn't have any. And now we've got a guy who averaged 14 points a game, um, 41, 32% three-point um, three line. That's good. He's a good shooter overall. But it's going to add more depth, number one, right? And it's going to add a ball handler who can move and who I think is athletic. I haven't watched a ton of his stuff. I've watched a very little bit just in the last like hour. But you know I, I want to watch more and learn more about him. but. Look, I think that the first thing is it sends a message that he's going to be active in the portal, right? We talked about the fact that if if he, Greg Gard wasn't going to be active in the portal, we were going to be upset about it. Well, he's showing that he's going to be active and he's going out there. He's finding someone who is clearly going to add something to the team. Even if it's just the bench, that's fine. We have good recruits coming in. We're going to talk about Tyler Wall coming back. the The, the nucleus of the team is growing, right? So if we have people who can play, and who are going to actually add something to the team and potentially be another scorer off the bench. How many times do we talk about scoring droughts this year? So I like the fact that we've got someone who knows how to score. Um, the little bit that I've seen, I feel like he can create his own shot, which I like. Um, I don't know how he's going to do in the Big Ten. Wyoming is a different situation. I don't really, you know, I haven't, like I said, I haven't really dived into what he can do, but I just like that we're active. So soon after the year's out, we're making moves in the portal. Clearly there's a message being sent by Chris McIntosh to Greg guard, you need to improve this team. And he's taking a small step to do that. And I, I think that's exactly what we need.
0: Yeah. I think if, and this is again, no shots to anybody, but I think if you just look at it, are we a better team going forward into next year, losing maybe Jordan Davis to the portal and getting Noah Reynolds. I think that one for one makes us better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Reynolds is more skilled, I think he can finish around the rim a lot better. He, when mm-hmm. you watch one film, he can finish with the left or the right. He's pretty crafty in the rim. A couple concerns, though. Um, defensively, we have we we really don't know. But if you look at some of the advanced metrics with him defensively, they're not great. Um, so we'll have to some listen. Some of that's ecosystem. Play. I, yeah,
1: I was gonna say. I think that's overall team for a while.
0: <laughs> well, it's also his individual though. His defensive yeah. rating is not is not great. But th- those are hard to sometimes separate from the team. So I don't want to. I just say we we need to. That's a question mark for me. Yeah. I think the shooting's a little inconsistent, although to Justin's point, I think the form looks good. He shot better as a freshman, so you can always kind of lean back on that. Maybe last year was a bit of an aberration with the injuries, stepping into a bigger role. The things I really like, though, like Rajiv said, we just need more depth. We need more people that can come off the bench, handle the ball. He has a, a pretty nice vision. So we talked a lot about Hepburn maybe playing a little more off ball. Maybe this provides another a good avenue. passer, yeah. Yep. Now, turnovers are a little high. This is, the turnover ratio isn't high, but you can see the vision on film. Mm -hmm. Maybe this provides an avenue for Hepburn to play a little more off ball, get a little more of those easy open looks that he really excels at. If that's the case, I really like it. So I I would, I would call it a B. Like, I think it helps us on the periphery. Mm -hmm. I think it helps us on the edges. I don't think it really raises the ceiling.
2: And and I think it's, it says that we still have more to do, right? By no means is this going to be good enough. Like we, we, we all know we need a wing. We need an athletic wing. That's been said as being said in the comments here as well. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's very clear. Uh, Logan says, can we, Oh, that's a, (laughs) yeah, under Silas, <laughs> yes. Um, SMOs is we need a big athletic wing slasher. I mean, it's oh guys. I mean, It'd I feel under Silas. I feel like um, it's it, it's by no means done, but it's a start, and it's saying that clearly there was a need for depth. He sees that, we see that, and he's he's doing something about it. So, I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. It's not like this isn't the end all, be all. This is not this. It better get better. It better get better. That's whatever. But you, you hear what I'm saying? It's just. It's okay. It's it's a start. It's what we need to do. Let's see how this progresses over the next few weeks.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck this one back up there again because it, it does kind of feed to what you were just talking about, Rajiv. Now I will say this,
0: Justin. Remember, we have podcast listeners okay. as well.
1: I know. Uh, it the the comment is from Logan Quash. Can we get Chucky e. Hepburn's friend from Gonzaga? That would be Hunter Silas or Silas. I think Salad. So. Um, Silas. So, okay. He was a five star wing that that played a fair amount for them this year. Um, he's a guy who is going to develop, but he's exactly what Wisconsin needs. Like He's a guy who did not have huge stats yet, but the athleticism is there, and he's a guy that if you develop him, he gives you that slashing wing that can do things that we haven't seen since Johnny Davis. And that's a guy that, that we badly need. Now, that's a guy that Creighton is also focusing on, so the odds of us getting him are – it's going that's going to be a battle but you're looking for somebody in that similar mold of potentially a guy who hasn't put up huge stats yet but projects well athletically that if you if you put the work into him can maybe turn into a 10 point a game guy but is capable of taking his man off the dribble and is at least solid from outside we'll, yeah. we'll deal with somebody who's a low 30% three shoot, three point shooter if he can also get to the rim
0: Well, and that's, again, it goes back to one of our biggest needs. Like Rajiv was saying earlier, and I agree with this. I think, Justin, you were alluding to this as well. This can't be the end, right? This is a start to the offseason. I think we would all agree if this is the high point of of the offseason for Greg Guard, that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it's a good start. I think it's adding solid depth. A guy who's got a couple years of experience left, he can still develop a little bit more and gives you a little bit more backcourt depth, which, quite frankly, again, we've talked about the depth everywhere on this team is lacking. This gives you another body in the backcourt. Um, Jake R says with Hunter Salas, he'll go to Crete uh Crete likely that's the, the, the front runner. Play. But he's the, the type of guy you need to go after. Creighton's got a lot of NIL money, apparently for the basketball program we've heard. So Ooh, it's the only cool thing they have there is the basketball game. program. So, <laughs> yep. Let's, let's get some of these comments in here. Um, Daltree said, I'll be honest though. I was hoping to see a quality big more than another guard. I think Give that's, it coming. It's, it's coming.
2: Really. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's no reason to think that's not going to happen. I, I believe, I believe
1: that it will happen. We we had the end of the season literally happen this week. So look for the next couple of weeks a lot to change with who's in the portal. A lot of teams are finishing up their seasons and doing their, their exit interviews and everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of times guys will sit there and take a beat to kind of just you know process the season and decide what they want to do. And quite frankly, Wisconsin might not be the first person that reaches out to somebody. But with all the collusion and everything going out, guys are going to get their their uh, interest peaked by what what potentially is available to them now that the season's over and everyone's kind of, you know, all bets are off kind of with what's going to happen in the portal.
0: Well, and we may not be done either. And just in terms of players, players, very still true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's kind of been just Davis so far. There's no guarantee that we're done on that front yeah. either. Wouldn't surprise me if a Hodges and Ilver and Neath. I mean. Mm-hmm. Any of that could still happen. We're going to take Neath, a quick Neath break. could be a medical retirement. Um, there's a question here. Daltry and Kobe Neath, the forgotten man. He just can't be healthy. Yeah. Like, you he, know, He
1: I, may retire. Who knows? He could be a guy that goes away on medical hardship.
0: Corey D said, needed to get a guard who can create and uh, create for himself and get to the dish. Reynolds helps fill this void. Uh, I'd like to see them add another true point guard and a big before closing the books. I don't think they're going to grab another point guard. Not, yeah. with,
1: not with a combo. Team. And he yeah, actually well, facilitates pretty well.
0: Yeah, so now you have – obviously you still have McGee and Hepburn too. I, th- I think there's probably a little too much of the point guard spot. I could see – I think ideally – and we'll talk about this on the Tyler Wall segment, but ideally I think it's a wing and another big Yeah, is, is what you're shooting for here. All right, we have to take a very quick break for our friends of the show. Over at uh, FanDuel, we're going to come back and we got a lot more to talk about. Spring football. We're going to talk about some of Rajiv's takeaways. He hasn't been on the show for a little bit, and then we're going to get into Tyler Wall coming back. What do we think of that? All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Badgers. But first, today's show is brought to you by our good friends, as always, over at FanDuel.com. The NBA playoffs are almost here. We talk about them a lot because I'm a Suns guy. Justin's a, a, a Bucks guy. We have a lot of basketball interest on this show, and if you want to get into it, it's a perfect time to get into FanDuel with the playoffs are about to start. America's number one sports book. New customers get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. That's free bonus bets back if your bet doesn't hit. Nothing to lose, really. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to who's going to win the NBA Finals, MVP Devin Booker, to point scores, three pointer strains, single game parlays. Combine it all into one bet to get your best value, make it a little more exciting, and get your instant payout right away. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Do it responsibly. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And when you're done here, go check out Locked On Podcast now as a newsletter for the NFL Draft. Go check that out, uh, lockedonpodcast.com slash newsletters. Sign up for your free NFL Draft newsletter. Targeted content for all the all your teams, all your players, like only a uh, Lockdown Network can provide. Uh, let's bring uh, Justin back on, Rajiv back on. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk Tyler Wall a little bit in the next segment. Let's talk some some spring football. Rajiv, you haven't been on the show in a while. Justin and I have been chopping it up quite a bit. I'm just going to turn the stage over to you yeah. for a few minutes. Where are you at after seeing the practice reports come through? We've had five practices, um, surprises, disappointments, excitement level, go. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think you already know my excitement level about this, but I'm gonna just talk about it. So, first of all, I think spring practice has been exactly what I expected and exactly what I wanted. Leader, it's leadership starts from the top down. And what you're seeing is all that thick energy, right, that we've been talking about and, and every all the excitement that he brought to the program has is permeating itself down through the team. You watch the camp video that was released. You read everything that Jesse Temple and Evan Flutter putting out there and all the guys that are at the practices. I mean, it's impressive. So a couple of things I'm seeing right away. Versatility, intensity, and high energy. High energy is number one. I mean, everyone's talking about that. Every player interview, every coach interview, every interview with Luke, everything is about energy, right? And speed, togetherness, and toughness. Every theme that he's been talking about since the day Chris McIntosh introduced him at Wisconsin he is showing us it wasn't all talk. It wasn't lip service. It's he's doing what he said he was going to do. And so, my God, there's so much I like about what's going on right now. It's just so much. So first of all, everything that Luke's doing, I think is really impressive. Um, the high intensity and he's, he made a comment on that. The can will show on the camp video. It says how you do anything is how you do everything. I mean, what a mentality right now, what a mentality this guy brings. So a couple things specifically, um offensively, there's been a lot of made about the rotations that we're seeing at receiver and offensive line. I love that. Look what happens when you fill a room. You fill a quarterback room with talent, you have competition. You fill a wide receiver room with talent. Look at the competition. We've seen Will Pauling taking over mm-hmm. first team reps. We've seen CJ Williams just exploding during practice. We've seen Quincy Burroughs play well. We've seen DK have a big day in the fifth practice with Mordecai. We've seen so much because now how much pressure is on these receivers, right? It's not just going to be DK, this guy, Bell, and Keontas Lewis. Now you've got five, six guys behind you that are going to push you every single practice. So that competition is critical. I also want to note the versatility that we're seeing by switching these guys out, by, by changing the lineups, by doing different things, we're seeing what Phil Longo is really going to bring, right? He's going to bring so much change and so much, you know, versatility and differences in, in play calling. There was a report that Jesse Temple put out. I think it was the fifth or fourth practice. I get them all mixed up right now, but how they, they did a, they did a lot of move the ball drills, like very, very quick, high tempo offense. We have never seen that at Wisconsin. And I think, that's just so nice to see. We talked ad nauseum about the predictability, right? Of, of Paul Chris and everything that Paul Chris did. Well, now we're unpredictable. We don't know what Longo's going to do. We don't know how fast they're going to be, how slow they're going to be, how much they're going to run the ball. They're going to pass the ball. Who's going to be involved. So uh, listen, I am just so happy with everything I'm seeing right now, defensively. We've seen a 3-4. We've seen a 2-3-6. We've seen all these different formations. And what it's showing is, again, the versatility of Trestle's defense to not be so cookie-cutter because cookie-cutter doesn't get it done. And it gets it done in the Big Ten. It gets it done to win Big Ten titles, but it does not get you national championships. There's a clear message here to win the national title. Everyone believes it. Everyone sees it. I certainly believe it's going to happen because, shocker, I believe something. I mean, what's not to like right now? This guy is putting every single thing he talked about into motion right now. We are seeing, we're seeing videos. We're seeing everything. Fans are being led into the program and we get a chance to watch every single thing that's happening here. And man, I feel like I'm talking too long. I'll I'll, I'll stop here, but I just, I I just, honestly, I'm just, I can't be more excited about what's happening. I can't wait to get to the spring game. I can't wait to see what's, what, what's doing, who who's doing, what and what the formations are. And I just, this is exactly what we've always wanted as Badger fans. And I am so impressed that everything he's talked about is being put into motion. Now. I really, really like what I'm seeing at a, a tr- trestle too. I just, I mean, look at how many, how much cornerback depth do we have? And we're seeing it right in a, in a two, three, six formation where we're seeing all kinds of different things happening. We're seeing inside linebackers that are doing different things, outside linebackers that are, are doing, you know, are, if form like lining up in different formations, safeties coming down in the linebacker formation. All these things are to confuse defenses and frankly, to confuse everyone because no one's seen it come out of Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. I'm pumped. I've been waiting for this and I'm just ultimately my big takeaway is every single thing has happened as I expected. And it's what we've all wanted. And I just can't wait. I just That's cannot wait. I can only assume that
1: the move, the ball drill under Chris was like taking a knee <laughs> and trying to run out the <laughs> clock before the half.
0: No, it's listen. That's what happens when Rajiv hasn't been on the show for. A, <laughs> yeah. it's a he's been for a while. I'm sorry. No, I love it. He's I pumped love it, up. Man. No, I love. <laughs> I it. like that Rajiv. Really love
2: it.
0: You know, one of the things I was thinking about with Fickle and Rajiv, just to go on to your point, it really feels like it. Listen, it's been a short sample size. We get that. It feels like he's had no missteps up to this point. No. Like everything has just been like. Bomb, 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 bomb! Like it feels like every you know, offensive coordinators yeah. script their first twenty plays or fifteen plays. But it feels like he scripted his first four months at Madison and said, "This is exactly how I wanted to go," and he's executed to the T.
1: Things Did have he? gone so well for him to start the season that people freaked out over two missed targets that we were never considered to be the leaders on. Oh, we lost to first, Marshall, first. Marshall. Yeah, Marshall, who went to Michigan, who people are upset about us missing on that. And it's like, listen, he was, he was a considered a heavy Ohio state lean. Like this was not mm-hmm. the guy that we, we should have thought, but I, a lot of people thought, well, you know, it's fickle. We're not going to miss, but the, the thing is here, he can upgrade our recruiting profile significantly and he's still going to miss on some guys. People need to mm-hmm. f- stop freaking out about stuff like that. Like we, we are seeing about, as clean of a start to a coaching regime as there is in college football. Yeah. And, and we're hearing things coming out of camp that we have not heard since probably Russell Wilson was at camp in terms you, of how I the know. offense looks. I think it's been that long since we've heard good things about an offense having like stacking days. And we're starting to hear about the offense being consistently Attacking the defense, and I do not think that's because the defense isn't good. I think that's because the defense is very solid, but the offense is is very good at exploiting weaknesses in the defense. And you have a very polished quarterback and some good weapons for him.
0: Yeah, it could be really fun. Let's mm-hmm. let do a really quick roundtable on this because we got to take another quick break here in a sec. What's, what's a player that has surprised you or, or you feel really good about after seeing? Like, for me, it's Ricardo Hallman. Like, I am so stoked that he's starting to stack up these really good practices, right? Every, basically, every practice. Cause that's been one of my big question marks. Who is that corner opposite Alexander Smith? Did they need to get somebody in the portal? And listen, again, everything is early, but if he can be in a legitimate number two to Alexander Smith's number one with the safety depth we have, my tray in the slot, I'm feeling much better about our corners.
2: I really like the fact that we've heard a lot of good things about Braden Locke and how he's, he's our number two quarterback right now, clearly number two behind Mordecai. And obviously this is Mordecai's year and he's, he kind of had a bit of a slow start and everyone's been saying he's been getting better as practices going on. But how many like blockbuster plays that we heard about from Jesse Temple and these guys from Braden Locke to CJ Williams or whatever. And I really think that he's going to push Mordecai. I'm not saying he's going to get the job nor, nor should he, but I like the competition, right? He's pushing mm-hmm. him. And I feel like, We've got a really nice quarterback room, and it's interesting to find out who's going to be number three. Obviously, we're all really happy about Evers coming in. He hasn't really, you know, done too much. There's been a lot of rotations at the number three spot, but number one and two seem to be set, at least for the spring. And I like the fact that there's a little bit of depth behind Mordecai, and Locke has really impressed so far. And I think that's that's a nice surprise, I think.
1: I'm going to be blunt, and for me, it's Pauling and that's because he dominated the 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 off-season training came into the spring and now he's dominating the spring. And that to me the fact that the consistency from him is unexpected. Like I expected him to potentially push and be in, you know, in there. I did not expect him to come in and and be pushing this hard to be in the rotation at wide receiver this early. Um another one would probably be jack Pugh at tight end that room is thin but it sounds like he's making a lot of plays and i think that of our tight ends he might be the most athletic either him or seagraves probably so you have a guy there who's proven who's one of the guys that's likely most comfortable splitting out and has the most versatility that is that seems to be actually producing uh so we'll see how that goes but i really like him as a tight end target and a guy that can cause some mismatch problems for wisconsin
2: yeah, what also like is interesting to point out is that we've with all with all these weapons that we've seen offensively, we haven't even seen Bryson Green really yet. He mm-hmm. hasn't really had a full set of practice. He's doing what individual is, drills. That's it. What is he gonna bring to this wide receiver core? That's now you have yeah. you know Pauling and Bell and whether Keontes Lewis will play or whether, it's like there is just so many weapons out there. Chris, Chris Brooks, I, I think um Logan put this up here in the chat. Um, yeah, uh, Logan Brooks Jr. He's been he's been a real nice surprise as well. So Unfortunately, just, he is he is injured. He, yes.
1: As of today, I think they said he's in a boot for the remainder. L- limited limited for honest.
2: the rest of spring. Yeah, yeah, I read that too.
0: But it does feel like your head's about to explode, right? You're yeah. like, oh, and then what about Bryson Green into this mix too? And there's too many weapons. This is yeah. this is Wisconsin. This isn't normal. Anyway, we've got to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And also, uh, Zach Bartz also mentioned Chris Brooks, by the way. Dude has made some phenom plays. Consistently impressed. Hope his injury heals up. Agreed. We're going to take a very quick break, come back. We're going to talk a little Tyler Wall, and then just get into the rest of your comments. We'll make it a collaborative show like we always try to do. Very quick break for our friends of the show over at Locked on Badgers. Uh, let's come back into this. Uh, we got Justin Rajiv. Uh, I want to start here because I want to get this topic in, and then I want to transition to So maybe not spend a ton of time on Tyler Wall coming back. We can talk about that more. We'll have more basketball post-mortem shows as well, but we haven't talked about it on the show. Tyler Wall did announce he's coming back. Um, I, this one generates a little bit of mixed feelings amongst people. I, I tend to think it's a good thing because you need more good players, but I do understand the notion that Tyler Wall down the stretch of the season was, was not an efficient score for the most part. So I get the notion that maybe him coming back takes away a starting spot from a portal guy, a high leverage portal guy <laughs> you can get. But I also just want to really quickly finish my point here with, he was much better last year. And whether it's injury or usage this year, if he can get back to what he was last year, where he was shooting considerably better, where he was rebounding a little, or getting more blocks, turning the ball over less, that version of Tyler Wall is really good for this team, in my opinion.
1: I'd agree with that. I would say that if he's the guy that we saw his his, uh, junior year, that's a guy that can really help this team. If he continues to shoot in the low 40s as a post player, that's a problem and he's got to get his awareness better. Now, I'm hoping that everything on this team moves a little bit more fluidly this next year because if you can get it where Wall is kicking it back out whenever it's not there, hopefully the offense just flows a lot better. We, we really struggled for, with either post guy, and I, I think that Crowell had his games where he was really impressive in passing out, but he also had games where he really struggled to get rid of the ball before the double got on him. Mm -hmm. so if if that gets better this offense can can make strides um i think no matter who they would have probably brought in i don't think you're going to probably get a better athlete than than what we have in wall in terms of versatility um you might get somebody who's a better traditional power forward out of the the transfer portal but i doubt you're getting somebody who can slide down and cover the three or potentially even a two if you really need them to in, in a rotation or if you know rather than uh, if we just rotate off, I mean, or he picks up the man. I think he can do that. So there's some defensive versatility that, that Wall provides that you're probably not getting if you get somebody out
2: of the portal. So I love Wall coming back for a couple things. One is, we've talked about it before, depth, right? So if nothing else, you've got a guy <laughs> who's been our top scorer before, who, you know, yes, and, and Hayden Johnson puts up here, Wall was great until the injury. That's that's very clear you know, look at what he did in the Kansas game early on in the season. Um, and I think that because he had such a bad year this year, he has something to prove, right? So he's going to come back and I hope he comes back and really works on his body in the offseason, really works on his jumper works on. I mean, obviously the field goal percentage was atrocious this year and that can't happen, but look at the sample size before, before this year, but really before his injury, we expect it to be, to be improved next year. And I think that'll happen. Um, so yeah, look, I, I like him and, and I think that with guys like you know Gus coming in, we're obviously very excited about him. I think it'll help the big, the new guy's development a little bit too. Because I mean here here's a guy who can the play the power forward, he can dribble the ball up the court, he can, he can handle the ball, he has nice post moves. Yes, he fell off, and yes, he wasn't a bit of a sometimes a liability at times when he when he handled the ball and when he when he shot inside. But he's a guy that I want on the team versus a guy that I don't want on the team. If you told me Tyler Wall was leaving. I would think that we would have a hole that we would have to fill. Now we don't, we just have to hope that he plays better next year, which I think he will. And it adds that depth. And there's, there's look, he's a good player. He's been a nice player for us for many years. I'm all about him staying. And I think it's just one more piece of, we need to improve this team for next year. We need to take big strides. And I, think him being on the team is only going to help that. I really don't think it's going to hurt us having him there.
0: Yeah. I, we got to remember too, like, Defensively, he and Justin, you said this is probably our most versatile defender. He's a good rebounder. You know, he he just can't be your first or second scoring option because he gets mm-hmm. tunnel vision, and that's where we ran into some of the issues last year. Uh, I want to get into some of these comments quick. Zach Bart's kind of surprised, but I like the veteran leadership coming back. If he fully heals up and returns to form, it's a win for us. Jake R, I really like this comment from Jake. Uh, as a third or fourth option offensively, it's a great place to be. He just needs to finish like he shows. He, He's shown he can. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan Couch, badgers need more height and length and three-point shooting ability. This is where that counterpoint to Wall coming back maybe limits your ability to get more shooters on the court because we had a comment earlier that said he needs to improve his mid-range shooting. I agree. I already lost that comment. I don't know if that's going to happen at this point in his career.
1: I have a question there because I don't I don't know how you feel. I don't think shooting was a problem with this team necessarily overall. You had three high-level shooters in Chucky Klesmet and, and uh, Connor what they missed is they they missed somebody that created gravity in the lane and pulled defenders to to break down like when johnny was here part of what got guys open looks was the fact that when johnny went to the paint everyone sucked in on him we don't have that guy and that's that's the biggest problem is that we're shooting a lot of contested threes yeah. and actually we shot pretty well from 3 considering that how many contested looks we had now if you get somebody who can actually create some some of that, you know, uh, can be a catalyst in that regard where they they suck the defense down. And I don't think it can be a post guy because I just I think that it's too easy to to help off of that in different ways. You need somebody who's going to drive because it it put it puts pressure on everyone to try to react to it. Whereas a post defender, you can kind of set that up with when that happens, when this guy gets the ball in the block, you're the one that's coming over to help or whatever. It's a little bit harder to do when a guy's coming right down the middle of the lane because everyone's going to react to it because nobody really truly knows who should be grabbing that guy.
0: Yep. No, I, I fully agree with that point, Justin. I think this team desperately misses somebody who can collapse a defense. Mm-hmm. They desperately miss that. Um, and, and let's be fair, like Tyler your point is not that guy, you know, he, he's just, neither is Noah Reynolds, quite frankly, in my opinion. Um, so they still, they're still missing that and they may not solve that this year. I The other thing, I think we talked about this on a show Um, a month ago, a while ago, but we said you might not be able to fix everything in the portal either. Like, it you know, it is it reasonable to think that this is a Final Four team next year? No, that's my point. (laughs) Like, probably no, no. I mean, my point though is people expect everything to be fixed in one off season. Yeah, I think I
1: think what a reasonable goal for next year would be to see this team get to like say twenty-one and
0: nine. I'm 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 really before before anyone jumps on me. When I say Final Four team, I mean Final Four team if Grayguard guard adds a couple more pieces. And I think yeah. even then it's not right. Yeah. Even then I think it's not. So
1: you look at the rosters of the team that were in the sweet 16 this year, we were substantially undermanned in terms of athleticism and depth to the bulk of the teams. Uh, I mean, look at the, te- look at the bulk of the players we saw in those final four games. That Those teams are so much more athletic than, than Wisconsin bigger, stronger, you know, mm. we, we had some shooting. Yes. But there wasn't a team that we matched up well with in the post at all. I like Crowell. I think he's a solid big. There were teams that would have absolutely shut him down in the in the the sweet sixteen on.
2: Yeah. UConn definitely would have. Because yeah. they shut everyone down. Yeah.
1: yeah. They they have a ton of size. They were a problem for everybody, and the size was a big part of it. It's like the Bucks. They can't deal with all the seven footers. No.
0: No, <laughs> and it was- it-
2: I think the last thing I would say about Tyler Wall is with, you know, the leadership, is, is it can't really be understated. I mean, we're going to have young guys coming in next year. We're going to have Noah coming in. Like, we need a guy that's kind of been that journeyman here with us and, and can, can just kind of help bridge that gap to the younger generation. And, you know, he's going to work really hard. There was a comment you just put up there earlier about, um, I think, Don't Badger me said uh, Tyler will probably be playing with more urgency finality. That's, you know, it's a good point. I mean, he's going to be pushing himself this year, he's coming back for a reason right? He's coming back to prove that what happened, at least my sense of it, that what happened this year is is a fluke for him because we haven't really seen that kind of low field goal percentage shooting from him ever in his career until this year. So yeah, I mean, I, I think, I really think it's, it's not going to hurt us. I think he's going to, it's going to help. He's going to bring that kind of solidity to what we have and you pepper in some new players and we'll see what happens.
0: Um, and any. He- I want to, I want to kind of just pivot back to bigger picture here because I I think I still I want to. maybe want to finish on this um because we're getting up for around 30 minutes again I didn't get to every question but I kind of want to pivot back to what is a successful goal for next year Justin you kind of started to touch on it like if Guard hits this offseason out of the park is a top 4 Big 10 finish in a a sweet 16 run is that successful next year I w- I would think so but there's some people that want more than that Is it 32 Well, I mean,
1: it's it's not reasonable to expect more than that.
0: Like that would be it. That would be a successful season. Mm -hmm. If and based off
1: this roster, see that's where I kind of I struggle with it. I just don't think this roster is capable of that. I think we could be better next year based off what we have, and if the if the big the rest of the Big Ten gets better, we could we could end up with a similar record and be a better team. So it's it's one of those things where if we see substantial, like if we get a if they say we go we go big and we pull one of the top guys out of the portal that could be a a difference maker for wisconsin you have a chance that you have a player like listen i look at the roster that we currently have of the guys that we have the only person that i see that i can see substantially making a big leap is connor he's a guy who i think if if connor made a four point per game jump next year i don't think that would shock any of us like if his efficiency went up he got better at getting to the rim you know, gets to the line more, he could easily eat up four or five points. I I think most of the other guys, there's just not that progression in them that you look at it and be like, you kind of look at it and go, where is this change in their game going to happen that's going to allow them to make a big leap? Um, People like to compare Crowell to Kaminsky, and it's just the skill sets are completely different. Uh, Frank was great at putting the ball on the floor against other bigs. He was a, he was a, a, a incredible, quite honestly, at taking the ball off the dribble and, and shot faking other big men and yeah, driving down a, the lane.
0: That's a nonsense comparison, yeah. though. Like it, it is. He, he was, was also a, almost a forty percent three point shot. Yeah, shooter. I mean that's a nonsense comparison. You it is. compare Crowell to Berggren or somebody, yeah. and like that's Lamar. and
1: that's fine. And that, what you're saying there is if he goes up another point or two a game, great. And I think that's a, with any of the guys. Chucky going up a point or two a game would be, would be a sizable jump for him, but none of them are going to make this crazy Johnny Davis jump from seven to 20 points per game. They're, they're, none of them have that skill set.
2: For expectations for me, more so than exactly kind of where we finish, first of all, making the tournament is an absolute must. It's not acceptable to not make the tournament. Yeah. It's not acceptable to play – on the first day of the Big Ten tournament, which means you finish in the bottom four. That's unacceptable. That cannot happen. And if it happens again, then it's a whole different discussion. Mm -hmm. But what I'm more focused on is the style of play. I don't want to see nine-minute droughts. I don't want to see Chucky fading away for every last-minute shot. I don't want to see underusing Connor Seagian in different parts. And I want to see the style change. I want to see new plays. I want to see new ideas. I want to see some evolution from Greg Gard. So that to me is where I'm focused on as far as like next year. I want to see that evolution and making the tournament is an absolute must. Sweet 16. Is it realistic? I hope so, but realistically I I don't think we're a sweet 16 team right now, but we could be because I, as I, as I've said before, if you have the right players and any team can want to run in the tournament. I mean, look at what happened this year. We've seen, we always said more lower seeds in the, in the final four than we have in a long time. So, and teams can make a run, but getting in, Finishing at least in the middle of the conference, for goodness sakes. That's just, it's unacceptable to be this low. But I want to—I don't want to come on every reaction show next year and talk about how awful it was to see the last play. The yeah. it, it's like, I don't want that. I want to come on here a little more excited about what we're right. seeing. That's my big focus. It's not exactly where we finish and how far we go. It's what we're watching throughout the season. Yeah, I just want to see it look like enjoyable basketball. Yes.
0: Which was not this year. I mean, no, we all agree it on it. It was um, Badger Freak says, so we can agree guard is gone if Sweet 16 is not met. No. No. <laughs> no, although we, although, we don't no. need to rehash
2: that discussion. again. There, there
0: are a lot of people that would agree with that. And again, we'll, the one thing we do on this show is we never tell people how to fan or what to think. As long as people are reasonable and you can discuss things, like we're here for all the viewpoints because I think we get smarter with all the viewpoints. I do want to finish on this one comment here, y'all, because oh, I lost it. Here you go. Mike Boz. Said, did you find a spot for the launch party? If not, I'll dive in and help. First of all, Mike, thank you. That's awesome of you to 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 offer that, quite frankly. We did, so we're gonna be at the Scottnie Bar on Friday. It's gonna we have that Scotty Bar slot between one and five on Friday. We're probably not gonna start till like two. We're still ironing out logistics. I don't expect anybody to be there for four hours. Um, but we're still ironing out logistics. I know Friday's a tougher ask for some people. Saturday's easier for some people, so we're thinking about maybe a Saturday thing too. I know we're being a little Guys, help me out here. We're, we're still working on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is, worst case, and I'm Ryan and I have kind of talked about it a little bit, we'll do the podcast live show on Friday from Scotty Bar and then see, maybe we'll set something up back there again because it's right near, near the stadium mm-hmm. for a meet and greet where anyone that wants to come down and say hello, head there either before or after the game and we'll figure it out and we will give you guys a time We'll figure that yep. out but we know a lot of people are going to be working and everything. So it's hard to make a Friday happen. And we would like to bring some business to Scotty bar for giving us the opportunity
2: Absolutely. to go there. Totally. And, and whether you're, you know, in Madison or close to Madison or you can get there, but the, the launch is a free game. So obviously going there would be a lot of fun. So we welcome everyone to come out and, and we would love to meet as many of you as, as we can. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the live show, hopefully a lot of you can show up, but I think, yeah, totally doing something on Saturday, whether at the game whether it's a place we can kind of say we're going to be and come talk to us and hang out. with us watch the game with us, you know, and, and we'll, we'll do something afterwards as well. I mean, I think the three of us are going to be doing some drinking in Madison. So anyone's up there, please send us a message. Hey, if you guys are nice you know, so like we would love to, we would love to, to do it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but I have never been, I think we've said this before. I've never been this excited about a spring game. Mm-hmm. None of us really have. So I think there's going to be a lot of people in, in camp Randall. It's going to be fun to, to be there, but, yeah, the bar's right on Regent Street. Um, it's like a, not even a two-minute walk to the stadium mm-hmm. from there. So that'll be really great. Hopefully we can meet as many of you as we can. And if you're thinking about coming to Madison and you're not sure, well, think harder and get to Madison because yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Come show up for it. It'll, it'll be low-key, low-pressure, no stress. Just yeah. talk Badgers, have some yeah. beer, have some wings. Um, and we're planning a couple fun things, too, to do. So if you can make it, that'd be incredible. If not, no worries. And with that, gentlemen, it is, we're 40 minutes in, I keeping people longer than I mean to, than we mean to. But ju- when we get Justin Rajiv on, we always got to go a little long. On Wisconsin, and uh, let's take you out on the recruiting cannons because we got a new commit. Fire the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, and we'll talk to all y'all tomorrow. <laughs>